Blog Talk Radio. He's a man who's going to tell you like it is. You can never be afraid of something that you don't know about. Now that's ignorance. And for us, ignorance is not bliss. He's a man who's not afraid to talk about the real issues and not skate around it. Don't you think it's about time that you got tired of where you are? I mean, you have got to be ready for God to do something for you and let him move. He's a man who loves his God, his country, and his people. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not too fond of the political state of the world, and particularly the U.S. as it is right now. But if you want change, you have to make it happen. You can't keep settling for less than what you ought to have. He's a man who's sowing seeds of life, love, and liberation to anybody who's willing to hear. There comes a point in time where everybody just needs to shut their mouth up and listen to God. And God is the one who will lead us, and God is in all truth. He'll tell us everything we need. That covers every area, every facet, from politics to church to you name it. God's got it covered. He's a man that seeks the heart of God for the people of God. You're listening to Zero Out of Day with Pastor Lorenzo Neal. I can't believe I've been doing this for two years, but I'm jumping in my head of myself. Uh, I'm your humble host, Lorenzo Neal, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, hailing from Cajun Land, USA, here to present you with seeds of wisdom, insight, empowerment, and liberation. Now, always promoting a knowledge that is engaging and transforming, and we're here to empower the listener to knowing and doing and impacting the world around you. And yeah, uh, just excited. We've been doing this for two years, and as always. As we've been saying for the last two years, you're welcome to join us in this illuminated journey. Different phone number, same place. <laughs> three, three, four, seven, two, two, blah, blah, blah. I'm nervous, y'all. Three, four, seven, two, three, seven, five, two, zero, two, three, zero. That's the number. Three, four, seven, two, three, seven, five, two, three, zero. That's the number to get in on our line to send shout-outs, opinions, insights, whatever it may be that you have for us. Y'all see I'm slowing down just a bit so I can keep my calm, <laughs> keep my cool. But um, you're welcome to call that number to get in on us, on the show, share your thoughts, insights, and comments, whatever, critiques, whatever it may be. We're glad to have you. Also, you can shoot us an email at PastorLorenzoNeal at gmail.com and follow us. On Twitter, at Twitter, at uh, Prophesy on Twitter, uh, Facebook, the Zeron Network on Facebook, and uh, Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail.com. We also have the WordPress blog that you can uh, follow and subscribe to the show, subscribe to the, uh, like the page on Facebook, and sign up for updates 
through the website and through the the blog. We're just grateful to to God to be able to do this. I see. I I I, I had to really. Y'all saw how excited I, I jumped out really enthusiastic and exciting. <laughs> I'm just it's good. It's a good thing that we are here and able to share another uh, episode of Zero today, and we're excited that we've been able to do all these episodes over these past years. And we're going to talk a little bit about that, you know, take a walk down memory lane for a little bit before we get into it. Uh, we do want to talk about a um, very, very historical moment for Protestant nominations here in uh, the states, uh, the largest Protestant denomination, the Southern Baptist Convention. We'll talk about that, uh, Reverend Luther's election. We're going to talk about how it's impacting, uh, what could, how it could impact race relations, uh, relations, all of that stuff. And also, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about um, my denomination as we get ready to go into our 49th quadrennial, quadrennial uh, general conference. So, talking a little bit about that. We're going to talk some more about some news. And, and I think you guys who are Heath fans and OKC fans, we're going to probably get a little bit to that. But who knows? I never know what I'm going to do. But I always know that we're going to start off with prayer. <laughs> So let's go to the Lord in prayer. God, we thank you for today. We praise you, O oh God, for your grace and mercy. And thank you for two wonderful years of being able to share Zero today. I thank you for those guests we've had. Thank you for the ones we will have. Just thank you everything for, for everything. We appreciate your grace and your mercy. Uh, leaders and guide us through the show um, and everything else that we have to do. We honor and praise in the name of Christ. We pray. Amen. Well, it is official, technically tomorrow. Tomorrow um, being um, the 21st is when we did our first live broadcast of Zero Today. So we're excited about that. Um, But what I'm really excited about, and I know a lot of kids are really excited about, is that today, officially, is the first day of summer. Yay! Today is officially the first day of summer. And, um, well, it's a lot of stuff going on as kids. Uh, yeah, 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 let me, let me sidebar for a moment. You know what I love being in the South? And I'm going to be honest with you. I love the fact that we would get out of school early. You know, everybody else gets out in June. And my nephew is kind of, <laughs> he's upset. He's not upset, but, you know, they he's in Virginia. We'll get out to the end of end of June and you know most kids have already had a month worth of vacation by the time they get out of school up there <laughs> and he's looking forward to you know getting away I guess you can say starting his summer off right we'll see how that goes uh, that's a whole other, probably a whole different broadcast but uh, it is the official start well technically until 6pm 6pm is the uh, official beginning of the summer season but um, hey, it's the first day of summer for me. Uh, but I also found out, you know what else I found? It's also National Daylight Appreciation Day. <laughs> hey, it doesn't get any better than that. National Daylight Appreciation Day. Oh, wow. I, I, how many of you can honestly say that you knew anything about that? If you did, well, I ain't got nothing for you. But hey, you one of the few people who actually knew that there's a National Daylight Appreciation Day. I, you know, I, yeah, I, so I, I tried to look that up for a little bit, and, uh, and um, 
I was like, well, why would the why why is there? I mean, who even thought of such? You know, they have they. they it's amazing when you go do just like a, a simple Google a Google search. Um, I think the twenty first is uh, the summer solstice. That's the longest day of the year, right? And that's that. <clears throat> That's the longest. That's the day that you know you get the most light. But um, but there there's a website, the National Day uh National Day Light Day dot com National Daylight Day dot com. That's what it National Daylight Day dot com, and they give you ten ways to celebrate National Daylight Appreciation Day. And so I'm I'm gonna roll off these ten for you. Just in, just in case you don't have anything else to do today, here's something that you could do to appreciate the daylight that you have today. I appreciate God for giving it, but hey, here it is. Look, check it out. Number number ten. Celebrate the sunrise. Take time to experience the first crack of dawn by picking up a nice picking a nice spot to catch the first rays of daylight. Let me tell you how I started my day out this morning. Six fifteen this morning, Jackson me up, <laughs> and and uh, and I realized that I I had some I had actually left some stuff at the church. So Jackson and I took a nice little stroll at around six thirty this morning to the office and. Um, and you know, just had a nice little stroll through the neighborhood, walked to the church, and I appreciated the sunlight that morning. This morning, I, I really did. It, it was beautiful. I mean, it felt good. It was wonderful. Number nine, do some gardening. The sun is one part of the triangle that enables to grow. Tend to your garden or start one for fall produce. Cool, like that. Number eight, leave the car, take the bike to work. Bicycling. It says the greenest mode of transportation. Hey, I don't have one. I need to get one of those. But if you have a bicycle today, take time to get out and and, and park the car. Uh, I don't. I can't say bike it to work. I don't know how far how far you work, but at least bike around the neighborhood. I I just might go to the gym. <laughs> is this cheating? If I is it cheating if I go to the gym and get on one of the bicycles at the gym? <laughs> oh well. Number seven, have a float. I like that. Sounds good. A brisk swim is nice, but hopping onto a raft and floating leisurely around your pool or lake or the ocean is even better. That's cool. Number six, dine all fresco. Ah, I'm surely going to do this one. Go to a local spot that's that got the outdoor seating and enjoy the outdoor seating or have a picnic at the park. That sounds like a wonderful thing. Um. Before you go to Bible study this evening, those of you who'd go, if you're not going, then go to the park and celebrate the goodness of God for a long day. You still have you have the eight o'clock to enjoy sunlight. Go out and do that. Number five, go for a walk. I've done that already, but I probably do it again later on this evening. Jackson, I I love taking him out for a walk. Man, he's learning that he can run pretty fast, and I have to try to catch up with him when I don't feel like running. But hey. I enjoy so get out get out walk uh park further away from you you know park further away from the mall from Walmart from Target wherever you go shopping park further away if you're going groceries grocery shop parking further further away you know and walk and take a nice little brisk walk outside that's that's a good idea uh 
Number four, hang up a hammock. Uh, boy, I don't know about that one. I fall off. <laughs> but that's a good idea. There's nothing like relaxing in a hammock. Yeah. Get a good book, a cold drink. I ain't saying what you can drink, but hey, and enjoy the warm breeze of the summer. That sounds like a wonderful thing to do. Number three, play outdoor games. I I like this. This is a good suggestion. It doesn't matter what it is. If it's Frisbee, uh, I need a badminton coach. You know, uh, uh, not not, not a coach, but (laughs) I need somebody to play badminton with me or or tennis or something outside. That's what I want to do. yeah, go out to the park and and or, or volleyball. Show somebody I got some skills. You know, get out, get out and about. Yeah, it's a wonderful thing. Just play outdoor games. I know there's um, across the street from our church. We have a court and we have a swimming pool. Um, There'll be a lot of kids out there today swimming and playing basketball. And they just started the little peewee football training for the little community football team. I saw those little kids running out there yesterday. I was like, oh, bless their heart. <laughs> It's a little sidebar about the new things that they're incorporating to to uh, help children uh, not receive as many concussions during playing uh, Pee Wee football. That's a whole different thing. But get outside, store games. Uh, I know Jackson and I are going to be outside. I don't know what we're going to do, but knowing him, he's going to keep me chasing him. That's all I can say. You know, I love it. I I I I love having Jackson around. I'm still trying to get him not to chew as much, but y'all pray for me. Pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. All right, that's number three, play out games. Number two, grill up some fun. Man, I know it's Wednesday, but hey, throw the grill out. Put on some steaks. Put on some burgers. Put on some vegan pa- patties, you know, those those, those meatless, uh, meatless patties. Those, those are good. Yeah, I love them. Throw on some links. Yeah. Get out and do it on a Wednesday. Do it big on a Wednesday. Yeah, grill up some fun. Invite your friends, family over. Have a barbecue, you know. Some tofu. <laughs> I was just messing. No, but just, you know, throw out, you know. Yeah. You know what you could do? Grill some salmon. That you know, I might try that. I got a George Foreman grill. <laughs> no, but seriously, try you know, try grilling up something different in the cool, warm breeze of the summer. Daylight. I, I like that. Cool. And number one, here's the drum roll. Number one, bring the outdoors in. Open the window. If you have, my home has these big, uh, with big wide windows, and I have them open right now. And the sunlight is just portraying. I mean, protruding throughout the whole house. I don't have a light on, even here in the studio where I, where I'm in. And where I'm doing the broadcast, uh, is enough light, shadow, and you know I just opened up all the blinds. Bring the outside into the house and and fill your whole uh, home with um with with sunlight if you can do that. Now you know if you're in an apartment and you can't do that, find another way to do it. You know, open one window. And I ain't talking about yeah, y'all know we go you know, if. You, in the project, you know you had the window open because you had the box fan in the window. I'm just saying that's how it was. So find ways to to enjoy it today is today being uh, daylight appreciation day. So I pre- I appreciate the day I get to see light. You know, a- anytime I I appreciate it. Uh, 
And uh, oh, just found this out. It's also Vanilla Milkshake Day. <laughs> hey, I like chocolate milkshakes personally, but hey, it's Vanilla Milkshake Day. Go out and get a vanilla milkshake, uh, wherever it may be, McDonald's, uh, Backyard Burgers, wherever you can get one. Get joy. It's your day to celebrate God's goodness to you, so do it. All right. Oh, there's one more. One here. World Refugee Day. Okay, now that just changed my whole... <laughs> uh, World Refugee Day. Not Fuji's. Not the Fuji's. Refugee. Cool. Awesome. So, uh, it's not just the first day of uh, summer, but it seems like... Uh, I wonder if there's other days here. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to... Throughout the broadcast, I'm going to see whatever I can find for the day. Uh, uh, stuff that's going on today on june 20th 2012 congratulations to everybody who is alive to appreciate today all right i've had enough of my time <laughs> but uh oh wow i'm still uh, uh some of the things i was looking at regarding um daylight appreciation i, I had no idea absolutely no idea about so um Health benefits. Yeah, it's just it's a wonderful thing. Okay, let me move on. I'm, uh, I I started off the broadcast really excited because it was my second year anniversary, right? Uh, and I was just overwhelmed. Uh, uh, I, I was nervous, you know, doing a show prep yesterday and this morning. I was like, wow, um, what am I going to talk about? I mean, I knew what I was going to talk about, but I, yeah. Uh, but I was like, wow. So I, I took the time to just kind of reflect a little bit. I, I reflected on the show and the two years that we've done and the posts that we've done and the topics that we've talked about, um, people that we've had the opportunity to interview and all these things, you know. And I, I, I reflected as I listened to some of the past broadcasts. And and you can you can follow the broadcast. You can pick up broadcast um, archive broadcast. They're, they're available as podcasts on iTunes. So you can go to pod, go to iTunes and download any broadcast any any archive broadcast. Or you can go to um, the Zero Today website on Blog Talk Radio and listen to any archive show dating all the way back to uh, June twenty first, twenty ten. So. It is a wonderful thing. So I, I I listened to a few of the episodes that I've done, and, and um, I, I got to tell you, I, I I've loved just about all of the guests that I've had have have been wonderful guests. But there's one guest that really just stood out, one guest that really stood out, and that was Richard Lustig. Richard Lustig uh, was on my guest was a show uh, a guest on the show um, in 2011. And um, you're not uh, you're not familiar with Richard Lustig. Richard Lustig is the seven-time uh, Grand Lottery winner. Um, basically, he's won some of the biggest prizes in, in uh, state lotteries, and he's written a book about that, and he gives tips on how to do that. And um, he was on the show, and <laughs> I I I didn't think. The show that was one of the most popular shows to this day. I mean, we we had hundreds of listeners, and we had you know 
dozens of live callers, uh, live listeners, uh, only a few callers, dozens of, of live listeners on this particular call, and hundreds of who listened to uh podcast uh, the following, you know, after they aired. Um, and, and at the time, we were doing two-hour shows. We we segued into uh, two-hour shows, and we had one hour with Greg uh, Greg Gray, who was the author of um, Dads from a Distance. And we had a wonderful segment with him, and he talked about how you can be a great dad, even though you may not may be a non-custodial father. There's still ways that you can empower your children by doing small things. And um, I'd like to get him back on as a guest. But uh, Richard Lustig, I gotta say, by far was my uh, one of my uh, most one most listed guest, uh, one highest highest rated guest, um, because he talked about strategies on winning the lottery, and um, actually one 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 of our callers, one of our listeners, was uh, won a free copy of his book. And to that listener, if you if you use his techniques and you want some money, tithe to me, please. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, one lucky listener listen uh, got the chance to win win the book, win the book, and if they if they if they applied any of his strategies, if they want any money, that's cool. I celebrate that. That's wonderful. We've had we've had some great shows. We had we talked about um, so many interesting topics that that uh, I, I get it I get it all the time. Um, a lot of people email me and and listen to the show and they they talk about they, they share how uh, some of the things that we deal with just are not discussed. And I'm like, well, they are discussed. It's just usually private. And we've taken those conversations that are private, those topics that are privately discussed, and we made them public so that people could, uh, you know, they could they could be more aware. And my my thing is, I say as I say in the opening, um, empowerment is what we're all about. It's all about uh, having you, the listener, be aware of what's really going on, and be empowered to act the world around you. Um, we uh, it's about liberation and past two years we've been trying to do things that have been liberating for uh, for not only me as as the host but also for the listeners and for the um for the guests and we've talked about everything from homosexuality in the church to uh, uh love addiction to um the lottery <laughs> so we try to cover the board you know try to um not just be a talk show and not just be a uh, religious oriented talk show but to be um unique so we're going to take a quick break in if you have any if you want to send words of thanks uh if you want to uh share some of your uh show memories anything like that we want to give you the opportunity to do that you can do that by 347 um Chat room is up. Uh, it, it's loading, so it, it, you can get in there, share some thoughts in there. If you can if you can't? Well, send it on the email or simply call in three four seven two three seven two three zero. That's the number to call in. Uh, uh, Pastor Lorenzo Neal at gmail dot com is the is the mail to get your um, comments. Till then, 
we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back in uh, this sec- next segment. We'll be talking about uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, Southern Baptist Convention, and their remarkable history-making election last night. We'll be back with this. Every purchase every day! Hawaii, here we come. So sign up today for a venture card at CapitalOne.com. And start earning double! What's in your wallet? Can you play games on that? Not on the runway. until you reach your limit. And what happens if you go over? With Sprint, you don't have to worry. Only Sprint offers truly unlimited data. Good morning, Freedom. Hello, Adventure. Today is yours. To find your can-do spirit will-do strength, to chart new paths and rediscover old ones. Capability has found its versatility, making all days and all terrains equal. Go ahead. Raise your hands. Lower your foot. Make pursuit of the unexpected unrelenting. Today is yours to go find your power. And where you'll find it is within.
All right, welcome back to Zero Today. Again, I am your humble host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, and we are celebrating two wonderful years of broadcast excellence on Zero Today. And we're excited, we're grateful, we're overjoyed about what we've been able to do over these past two years. And I just want again, I want to thank you, my listeners, for support, prayers, everything that you've done to enable us to be able to stay on the air as long as we have. And um, live radio, uh, you know, is it's a challenge, especially when you're doing, you know, with with over the internet and things of that nature. It, it's really challenging putting together and production. I have a wonderful group of persons who help me and. And I want to just acknowledge a couple of them, uh, uh, particularly Miss Rosalind Collender, a uh, good friend Ros out of New York. Um, wow, she she uh, over the years has helped put a lot of uh, our topics together and help us uh, focus in on specific areas of a topic so we won't get too far out into left field. And uh, she prays. She's a wonderful person, a woman that uh, psalmist extraordinaire and um she's helped us through the broadcast and uh schedule has changed now so she can't frequent the broadcast as much and, but um she's helped help us get a little bit uh you know get get some things going get a greater idea of how we want to do the show and what needs to be done formats things of nature so i want to send a shout out to her i know she's probably not listening now but she will catch the archive and appreciate rosin uh my good friend Thomas Thomas Arnold uh, out of Arkansas has also been a wonderful support, uh, helping us get ideas and topics, and and again, kind of get shaped into how we should go on a particular topic, uh, so we won't be you know biased. So it, it, it's 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 a wonderful collaborative effort. It's not just me by myself. Uh, I have a lot of great kids, uh, a lot of great people who have. Who will help me? And and um, I'm starting to train some of the kids at the church who are interested in, in broadcasting and or well, uh, a lot of the kids are savvy and they're they're learning. Uh, um, they're they're teaching me rather teaching me a whole lot more than I thought I had learned regarding broadcasting. <laughs> and, and and it's just been wonderful. And, and they're growing on. And some one of them was supposed to be here to help me this morning. I'm not going to say his name on the air, but um. Jalen is supposed to be here helping me this morning, but um, we, <laughs> he he's learned. He's a wonderful kid, and uh, just he's he's got some ideas to help us do a good show. And um, eventually, you know, he may end up producing it, or at least being an engineer for. I don't know. Who knows? I I never know. You know, but it's it's just wonderful to know that I've uh, I've been able to have help. And I, I want to thank the staff at Block Talk Radio. They 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 put together uh, uh, this opportunity for individuals like myself, just you know, regular people, to be able to do this in an inexpensive manner that um, doesn't take away from it, it doesn't take away from it doesn't take away from um, uh, the mission, my my mission and purpose, and it, it's wonderful, you know. Um, and if you have, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to encourage you. If you have an idea for a show, anything that you want to, you know, you want to do, uh, you want to try, I, I encourage you to uh, look into Black Talk Radio. Wonderful way of uh, communing your thoughts, insights, and you know they got a character. They got a, a category for everything. I I switch between religion and and 
you know, I'm I'm across the board. I stay in religion, but I'm across the board, and it's it's amazing. Uh, I get to listen to others, and even proud that um, how many people are on the state, how many stations there are, and how many are broadcast. Even write down the ones who are broadcast live, such as myself. It's just it's just wonderful, you know. There there are thousands of shows, interesting. <laughs> And uh, if, you, if you haven't got a chance to go through, just look out. You might want to give it a shot yourself. So it's wonderful. It's wonderful. So I want to thank them for uh, this opportunity. And I appreciate it. I, I appreciate it. I thank you for your prayers and your support. We we try to be relevant uh, without being crazy. We try to be um, illuminating without being deep or over, you know, just make it more than what it is. I'm, 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 I'm not a what's his name, Ricky. Uh, yeah, I'm talking about. Uh, I'm not Tom, Tom Joyner. I'm not Steve Harvey. I'm not a the Ricky guy. I'm not. I'm not him. I am simply a uh, uh, young man that is just his voice in the world. <laughs> uh, so. Like I said, we just uh, we we just appreciate it. We just appreciate what you do and how you support. You can continue to support us, even though I, I, I it's mostly a monologue sometimes. But you can call three four two three seven five two three zero. You can share the that you have. We appreciate that. You can shoot us an email, friendsoneal at gmail dot com. Uh, Facebook, hit us up on Facebook. The zero. Network on Facebook, um, and uh, Matt, uh, let me check see if we have any. If we have any, um, oh, who who knows? <laughs> so uh, you can do that. There's there's wonderful ways to do that. Uh, the Zero Network on Facebook, my personal page on Facebook. However, whoever, we just want to thank you, and uh, we're always looking for show topics. Always looking for show topics. We we've done quite a bit, but we just appreciate you. Um, speaking of show topics, we're, kind of, uh, we, we're going to talk about something about uh, Reverend Fred Luther's election as the uh, first African American president of this uh, this church, uh, that denomination. We're going to talk about that. But um, before I get into this, get into that, I, I got to take a sidebar. Okay, so I was watching the news last night, and if you didn't know. I'm a Saints fan. I mean, broke, busted, disgusted. <laughs> I'm a Saints fan. Uh, and they, now the NFL commission, they have proof, evidence that the, the Saints were uh, putting bounties out. You know, they the bounty thing where it got the head coach, Peyton, fired and got uh, a lot of good of uh, the top on. Had to take a sick water there. Yeah, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I miss the good old days, the good old days when sports were sports. You know, it it was the kind of day, it was the kind of sports that you had your man to play. You know, now it was wimpy. You know, the athletes are uh, superstars that get hurt. But I, but at the same time, I do recognize, you know, there are a lot of players who, uh, and the NFL is just um. Kind of um, 
settled, uh, I guess you could say settled with the players players organization where be able to to um you know cover cause of concussions or all those other injuries that they face and yeah. You know, I, I think about when I was a kid and football was football. We you know, we played without pads in the in the field beside our yard beside the house and you know, we tackling and if you got hurt you took it like a man <laughs> Instead of you know and, I don't know. I just, that's just my little side rant. Yeah. If you got opinions on that, I, I'd be glad to hear that too. But that was just my little side. And for you Heat fans, congratulations on taking the lead in the series. I think the series is 3-1. and one. I watched a little bit of the game. And I guess LeBron is hungry for his first ring. And Dwayne Wade is hungry for his second win ring. Um so you know they're they're putting out there they're playing playing good basketball from what I've seen I'm I'm not a Heat fan um, not for any particular reason I'm just you know just not a Heat fan um, I did like the coach though when uh, uh, at one time uh, you know, well my ADD medicine hadn't kicked in yet. <laughs> But uh, you know, I, I'm still rooting for the underdog. I think uh, I'm pulling for Oklahoma City. They're the underdog, and everybody has to be the underdog can win. And you know, it'd be a miracle if they come back and and tie the series, then win the series. That'd be that'd be wonderful. You know, that certainly will be a Cinderella story. But if not, it's just amazing that they gotten this far. The tenacity both last season and this season has been proven through the fire across the season. And, you know, last year they fell short, but this year they got on here. They they, they made it on through. It's, it's just wonderful to see they are putting forth the effort to to get it done. And hopefully they pull it out. But if not, well, uh, hey. Nothing like getting to, you know, nothing like it. It's like it's like getting to the big dance, you know, the final four in the NAACP, NCAA, NAACP. Oh, my God, what world am I thinking? So you guys keep pulling for them, but whoever you're pulling for, hey, just as long as they can, you know, put on a good score for us, the fans, that as long as they don't get too overrated as some of them already are but you know that's the way of the world so but hey if you're if you're a heat fan clan support if you're not uh you're calling support either way uh he's gonna gonna come on top that's all we that's all we can expect and and that's all we want so whoever wins more power to them you know some people saying Somebody deserves a ring. <laughs> and into that. So, anyway, moving right along. Let uh take a quick and we get into the uh, the main topic that I want to talk about today, and we'll be back right after this.
see. A high-stakes world where some descend into total loserdom, while others triumphantly return home to their Tudor houses. The real game of life is no more forgiving, but luckily you're ready to grab it by the throat and jujitsu it into submission. And with all the important things to do and places to go, you're going to need a game piece that will move you to the next level. That car, my friends, is the all-new 53-mile-per-gallon rated Prius C from Toyota. It was just gigantic. It was humongous. Enormous, huge build. That's actually when we switched to Vonage. The service is great. I don't see any difference with the call quality. Or I can just pick up the phone and call. As many family members as I want. Ugh, why did I not do this earlier? I'm Laura Pruden, and this was my last bill. Before I switched to Vonage. Time is running out to get Vonage World for just $14.99 a month with unlimited domestic and international calls. Go to Vonage.com or call now. that can take you anywhere and do anything. You might say there's no limit to what this amazing device can do. So the question to ask is, why would anyone want to limit the iPhone? We don't. Truly unlimited data for your iPhone, only from Sprint. muddy water around. Swiffer WetJet's new upgraded solution helps prevent streaks and residue to reveal more shine than a mop or your money back. Multi-policy discounts from Progressive. Call or click today. And, you know, I, I see the figures and I'm like, wow, people actually listen. 
<laughs> I joke about, you know, I may say 75, 30, 25, 7. But, you know, it's it's amazing. You know, we, we've been averaging quite a few listeners, and I'm just grateful. It's it's just wonderful. And I, I know I don't do as much as I could do to make it uh, advertised or the nature, but you know, we, we're going to get out and see what we do. But I, again, want to appreciate you, and we welcome you to join us in this illuminating journey. Uh, calling in, if you want to get your thoughts in the air, um, insights, opinions on the air, 347-5230. That's the number to call to get your, uh, to be on the air live. And I just want to, again, express my gratitude to all of you who help us. So yesterday, the Southern Baptist Convention made history once again by electing the first black president of the convention. And what's interesting about this is uh, this uh, the Southern Baptist Convention is the largest Protestant denomination in the United States with about 16 million, about 16 million members. Um, and, you know, state conventions across the country and around the world, but, but their, their history is rooted and discrimination, racism, you name it, they were at the head of it. Matter of factly, it was the good old boys of the Southern Baptist Convention who were, you know, promoting hate of of the worst kind, you know. They were the pastors of the churches that were allowing their members to go out and lynch black men, rape white black women. Um you know, they they were the part they were the the denomination um, promoted, um, didn't promote women. You know, they just kept it in the place, and, and it, 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 it was, it was, it, it was at the time when it was formed in 1840, 1845. It was, it was, um, it was basically, you know, just a way to, to kind of get get away from the North Baptists, you know, the Northern Baptist Church. Um, were more liberal regarding um, slavery, more liberal regarding um, um, a lot of stuff, you know. And they didn't split largely. I mean, the split wasn't just about slavery, but although that was the uh, that was the primary reason, uh, they they were and still are the conservative of all uh, Christian denominations. In uh, in in America, at least, I started to say the the West, but uh, I think in in the Western Western Christianity, the Roman Catholic Church is perhaps the most conservative, and I think I could say that confidently. Um, but here in the states, they are definitely the, the most conservative, and unfortunately, when you think about Southern Baptists, you do think about the white supremacists, the good old boy, and now, as of late, Republicans. <laughs> you know, anything negative pertaining to the South and the image of the South, uh, um, at the forefront of that was the Southern Convention, and they have, I mean. Particularly over the past 25 years, uh, they have done a wonderful job of say, reinventing themselves. Uh, matter of fact, matter of fact, um, Luther was elected as the vice president of the denomination uh, not long ago, and he has successfully campaigned and was elected as the president of the convention. 
So it, it it's a wonderful thing to see that um that they have uh they have come back, you know, they they're coming, I guess you can say, full circle as to um what where they were and where they are now. It's 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 a wonderful thing also to see that the the, the change, you know, to see that it was once dominated by um dominated by white males and to see now they 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 are just somebody it's just wonderful um from the very first president they had in eighteen four eighteen fifty seven uh eighty five to uh, now to to see that uh so much has changed and now um uh, uh Reverend La Reverend uh Luther can name himself can be named among some of the greatest presidents of the Southern Baptist Convention like the late great Adrian Rogers uh, passed in Memphis area Memphis area uh, and uh, you know he's a he was a wonderful um televangelist uh Charles Stanley has also been he's a former president of the Southern Baptist Convention uh Ed Young Sr. Pastor Second Baptist in Houston has been and um so you know it's a lot of great great uh teachers and scholars and preachers who have been uh the leaders and myself I'm a former Southern Baptist I was a Southern Baptist pastor I was ordained Southern Baptist and um I served as a church planner and matter of factly matter of factly um I even uh I I did a whole research paper uh when I was in in college regarding the uh when I joined the Southern uh the Harmony Baptist Association of uh, Jefferson County Arkansas um one of the first blacks to be a part of that association and the church that I was affiliated with at the time that had plant family time ministries which is still going on uh the first black admitted into um the uh Harmony Association of the Southern Baptist Convention of um of Arkansas. And it was really cool. Um I was able to be a part of that, uh to see uh, and the process itself, uh, how churches came into Southern Baptist, particularly uh to be part of the first black church. And I'm I'm gonna tell you, it was not easy. Uh uh the churches, the black churches who are affiliated with the Southern Baptist Church Convention, uh, you, you got to understand, uh, Baptist churches complete, you know, across the board are independent, autonomous congregations. That means the the congregation runs the church. <laughs> That's why they can hire and fire preachers as they want to. And you know, the greatest joke, the biggest joke, is this among Baptists: How do Baptists multiply? They multiply. Vision, you know, church splits and stuff like that. So either way, anyway, so um, seeing that that process, you would think that was, you know, it would be well received. Uh, and um, and we didn't have a lot of opposition among the whites. We we really didn't. We faced more opposition among the black churches, the black pastors, uh, Baptist pastors, um, and um, uh, my room with the. Uh, State convention was one of recruitment and missionary and uh, 
uh, mission work. So it was our goal. We 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 went to the Black Baptist churches as uh, missions. We wanted to help them, you know, bring them into the convention. Uh, in '95, the, the the convention, Southern Baptist Convention, they made this wonderful statement on reconciliation and repentance regarding their uh, promotion of slavery during the 19th century and, you know, segregation, Jim Crow laws in the 20th century. And that brought in a, a, a quite a few of black black pastors into the fold, but the, uh, they were also able to have dual alignment. That means they were still able to, to hold to the their black Baptist association. Most black Baptist churches were either National Baptist USA, uh Progressive Baptist USA, National Baptist of America. And and, and believe it or not, all those still go to the I mean <laughs> they are Baptists and I you know, when I started preaching I didn't I didn't realize that uh one church was a part of one association <laughs> and I preached everywhere, right? But uh, they 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 were dually in line, uh, and um, so pastors were still able to re- retain their identity as a quote unquote missionary Baptist church, um, while being aligned with the Southern Baptist Church. And the good thing about being aligned with the Southern Baptist Church is that it allowed for them to receive resources that they weren't able to usually get from the Black Baptist Association. And I'm not knocking it, but that's just the way it was. You know, that's just the way it was. But anyway, so um, the Southern Baptists took the took um, took the risk of electing their very first um, black president. And I, I I say that because it, it's the hope. Uh, myself and others that this would not be the last black president you know that that they will be able to they will be able to uh, elect more um, matter of fact I still have my Baptist faith and mission book I was just I just literally looked over glanced over and, uh, to my bookshelf and it just all of a sudden just stood out to me. <laughs> it just stood out I, I, I haven't and I don't know how long, and I still have that book. Boy, says a lot. But it what's what's amazing about this is that this is also a story of restoration and and, and reconciliation. Uh, pastor Luther is the pastor of the Franklin Avenue Baptist Church in New Orleans, uh, which is now in the Upper Ninth Ward. It, uh, he's from the Lower Ninth Ward, and you can go to the church website. Uh, um, and learn a little bit more about him, um, or do a Google search on uh, Reverend um, Luther, and you'll find out quite a bit. Uh, Reverend Fred Luther, you'll find out quite a bit. You know, of course, the most headlines will will read uh, about his election, and there's nothing like nothing wrong with that. But uh, he he's the pastor of the um, Franklin Avenue Baptist Church, and um, grew up in that. Lower Ninth Ward of New Orleans, and if you're familiar with Lower Ninth, and you understand uh, where he come from. Um, I, I was looking at this article in the Washington Post, and um, it talks a great deal about it, uh, about him and his background. But he was a street preacher. Uh, 
got saved in, in the early uh, late seventies. He got saved, gave his life to Christ, and and he began to preach on the street, uh, particular street corner, and, and he was just you know whoever will hear he 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 preached. But uh, now he's the head of the largest Protestant denomination, and. In 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 the world, and uh, you know, of course, the tragedy of Katrina bears some some. When I talk about restoration, uh, Luther had been in his church for some time, and you know, saw saw the Lord bless it, increase it, and grow it, and and it was doing wonderful. And then the Katrina came, and not only did it destroy the the church, if I read correctly, uh, the church. Was had about eight feet of water in it, and of course it was completely destroyed, and the members scattered as as most of us did during Katrina. They just scattered, but uh, Luther was relentless. He he, uh, he didn't he didn't quit. He went city that that uh, the members were in that he he could find. He preached and to let them know that they were still going, and he allowed you know he they they came back. And come back, they they re- restored. Not only not only were they restored spiritually, because a lot of people, um, you know, it was it was devastating in in, uh, in every facet of their life. It was devastating and to have the church renewed, brought about a renewed sense of of connection to God, a connection to the city, and now they're you know once again a thriving con- congregation. So. It's just, it's just, it's wonderful, you know. To it, it, it's this watershed moment that, uh, and this is what. Let me read to you what the, uh, what the author, uh, Jack Jenna McGregor, who uh, columnist for Washington Post. Listen to what he says here. The election of Luther would not, at least primarily, be about fixing the past, the sins of the past. Rather, it would be about the future of an organization that has been declining in membership for the last five years straight. Uh, so, so when you think about that in that in in sense, uh, and and that's in, with that awareness, you have to ask yourself, okay, why did they elect? Are they struggling, or or is, there, is the fact that they're is there a sense of lost identity that drove them to this point, or what? What was it? It, it, it? What what drove them to to elect them? Now you know, me uh, again. Uh, when I, when I was with the Southern Baptist Convention as a as a younger minister, and we were church planning and we were recruiting and. Uh, going out to to bring in black churches into the Southern Convention uh, after '95 when they made that great statement of reconciliation, um, it, it was it's amazing to me how how amazing it's amazing to me how progressive they have become. Now I'm gonna I'm now now they are ultra conservative on some things, and that conservatives uh, that that brought a rift. Matter of factly, they split. Um, they split. Uh, I want to say it's about the early 2000s. They split, and um, the more moderate branch, they formed a cooperative Baptist association, a uh, convention, or however they, I've forgotten what it's called now. But the cooperative, which is a more moderate, you know, not progressive, not liberal. They're still staunchly, you know, 
not King James only. They're not uh, one thing I can say is that the Southern Baptist has is not you know they're not ultra fundamental as they used to be. Uh, they they you know they the more they learn, they've incorporated into their theology. They've incorporated into their uh, statement of faith and the Baptist faith and um, message. But um, there, there was, you know, there, there was still this identity of being, you know, ultra conservative that that shrouds them, and that has contributed to their decline in membership. Now, even though they still have about 16 million members worldwide in the states, uh, their membership is dwindling, and you know, just like every other uh, denomination, they're faced with serious questions uh, as the culture shifts and change, and particularly with the election of Barack Obama. And we've seen um, more questions about uh, faith and um, people people challenging the uh, standardized ideas of faith, race, religion. All of that has been challenged even more so uh, since President Obama has been elected, and it has caused a lot of people to 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 be. More uh, introspective in their faith uh, and more uh, more uh, accepting, which God bless, that's what's needed. So, within you know, seeing that the decline has been going on for the past five years, uh, what really does this say? What really does this election say? Does it say that this once powerful religion, uh, uh, Christian evangelical denomination, is on the decline, and because it's on the decline? Um, the whites uh, are, uh, are being, you know, more open to other things, or is it saying that they recognize that uh, that 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 this change not only will empower the people, but would also jumpstart the denomination, the, the growth again? I'd like to hear your thoughts about that if you have any. Uh, I, I just found it interesting that 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 is one of the things that's going on. Um, so how 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 will this affect them? Um how how will what what is this going to say for the diversity and what is it going to say about uh, the future of the Southern Baptist Church? Listen what it says. She goes on to write about uh Diversity in leadership. Listen, diversity in leadership is not just about having a minority as the face of an organization who stands up in front of the convention itself and the media as a public sign that the organization is open-minded and inclusive. Rather, it's about having diversity uh, of thought among the people in charge who can help offer their experiencing their experiences toward reaching people whom prior leadership may have been Successful, unsuccessful, or successful at reaching before. So uh, again, ask the question. You know, did they elect him to say that they have elected? Was he elected just for election sake? Uh, and I, 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 I look at this also with the election of Barack Obama as president, or the election of Michael Steele as the uh, chairman of the Republican National Committee, and um, many other. Many other um, blacks first, you know, within the past ten years. Uh, it, it's an interesting thing because of when you think about the younger people, the, the the people, the kids who were born the late eighties, early nineties, you know, they have no real sense of the uh, segregation and discrimination that was going on. 
the time that you know when I was a kid, teenage, we knew you know there was a clear even though there were schools that were integrated. I didn't go to an inner school, so uh, there was a clear you know we came from the hood, so there was a clear boundary that we kind of that was kind of understood that white people were this way and black people were this way, and if you interacted with them, it was going to be limited. Your role could be was limited, even if they uh, tried to assure that you were, you know, it was not. And when when you when you look at the election of Barack Obama, you know, a lot of persons, particularly among those white moderates and um, independents who voted for him, you notice exactly, you know, shortly after he was elected, you saw the development of the party and stuff like that. And unfortunately, it was it was um, it was made out to be uh, it made it was made to appear that these were Southern people, you know, Southern Baptists and conservatives, or whatever it may be, you know, because a lot of them were, you know, they they expressed that their thoughts and uh, embraced by these type of uh, those churches. Right? actually, you know, so the pastors took the lead in that. So unfortunately, uh, it was affiliated with it, and and still. The Southern Baptist Church has yet to shake its uh, its um, radical image of being ultra conservative politically and economically and you know socially and every you know the sign of a good Southern Baptist preacher is that he hated everything for everybody. <laughs> I know that was bad, y'all forgive me, but that's the you know that's a typical thing. You know, the Southern Baptist preacher was the one that basically. You know, anything was good was only for the white people, and you know, certain class of the white people, not all. Anything was bad was for everybody else, and we were going to, they were going to make sure that they preached against it. So the question was, was he elected? Elected safe to say that now we have we're showing that we are uh, we are compassionate. We're showing that we have changed. We're showing this because we have elected this figure. And you understand, these are independent churches. The denomination itself, the Southern Baptist Convention itself, does not have any influence or, or very limited influence on the local church because the local church, as stated before, are auton- is autonomous. So, you know, Luther can't step in and say, you must do this. That's not going to happen. And if he were to say that, you know, <laughs> there'd be a recall like it was in Wisconsin. <laughs> So he doesn't have that kind of authority, you know. It's not it's not an apostolic, episcopal type of authority. It's simply, you know, uh, strategic in a sense, you know, administrative in a sense. And um, it's, it's a figurehead, but it, it it's a powerful figurehead, yeah. Because uh, think about, for example, uh, the most recent the uh, past president of the Southern Baptist Convention of Reverend Land. Uh, has been, you know, he was chased, chastised in the media because of his remarks regarding um, Trayvon Martin. And if he didn't hear that, you can go Google uh, what he said. And uh, some of the things he said were quite disturbing. But for me, when I say disturbing, I'm not saying in the, in a bad sense. I'm saying that um, uh, in the sense that it, how can I put it? It wasn't reflective of the of the compassion that he he's trying to show, you know, 
they may have been sincere, but again, there was that lack of compassion, that that and that disconnect that was that was displayed there. So, how would this relate to uh, politics, and how does it relate to uh, the cultural shift, especially now uh, regarding President Obama? And all this. How does this relate? You have a black man who is part of the conservative organization, conservative Christian group, conservative spiritually, uh, by faith, and conservative politically. Uh, uh, how does this? How would this affect them? I mean, when you have a, a, a large amount of blacks, particularly you know black Baptists, influenced by their pastors uh, socially. How how would this affect them? You know, those who are part of the Southern Baptist Convention. I I was in a meeting uh, in April with some of my my friends or my, one of my uh, brethren ministry ministry uh, uh, Dwight McKissick. I know his family and uh, uh, we shared some. You know, we 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 were sharing some things about uh, faith and about politics. And, and he's one. He's he's an outspoken uh, Black Baptist pastor. Not out, not only outspoken, but well respected uh, throughout the Baptist community. Community. And um, one of the things that he mentioned was um, regarding uh, politically um, how this um, how this this year this this election year is. Is pretty much changing the way he sees America. It's still in the conservative within the conservative. Uh, it's still there, but you know it's just changing the way he sees America. And you know he was the conflict that he was experiencing regarding the vote for um, for this upcoming election, but. Uh, uh, you know, he has the support. He supported Luther along with many other um, black pastors who are Southern Baptists supported Luther. And the question is, will they have more influence now? Black pastors who are part of the Southern Southern Baptist Convention, will their influence on the convention regarding um, um, incorporating the ideas of the black churches, to, the the zeal? Of the black church regarding you know ethics and regarding just overall what you know all of that stuff comes into play it it'd be a wonderful wonderful thing to kind of see and i I probably try to get him on here to see um his thoughts and insights about that uh, look i I'm gonna go take a hard break and we'll be back and we'll start to wrap up the show guys this has been a wonderful thing here i'm 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 having fun hope you guys are we're gonna gonna see Come see my son, Marcus. Anyway, <laughs> we'll be back right after this.
Wow, it's really coming together. Yep. This way, everyone will know about all our great discounts. Safe driver, online, homeowners, more discounts than ever before. And they still get great service. tell him the sign's not finished, but it would just break his funky little heart. More discounts, more ways to save. Now that's progressive. Call or click today. With the Name Your Price tool, you tell us what you want to pay, and we give you a range of coverages to choose from. Who is she? That's Flowbot. She's this new robot we're trying out, mostly for, like, small stuff. Wow. Look at her go. She's pretty good. Pretty good. Hey, Flowbot. Great job. Oops. Uh-oh. Flowbot is broken. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. Call or click today. This was the golf's best tourism season in years. All because so many people wanted to visit us in Louisiana. They came to see us in Florida. Nice try. They came to hang out with us in Alabama. Once folks heard Mississippi had the welcome sign off, they couldn't wait to get here. This year was great, but next year is going to be even better. And anyone who knows the golf knows that winter is prime time fun time. Sun's out. The water's beautiful. You can go deep sea fishing for amberjack, grouper, and mackerel. Our golf courses are open. Our bed and breakfast have special rates. And migrating waterfowl from all over make this a bird watcher's paradise. So if you missed it earlier this year, come on down. If you've already been here, come on back to Mississippi, Florida, Louisiana, Alabama, the Gulf's America's getaway spot, no matter where you go. So come on down and help make 2012 an even better year for tourism on the Gulf. Brought to you by BP and all of us who call the Gulf home.
So how much money do you need to earn each month from home? Visit IncomeAtHome.com right now for your chance to win Welcome back to Zero Today with your host, Pastor Lorenzo Neal, celebrating two years of broadcast on this great radio show. We want to express our thanks and our appreciation to you, our listening audience, because you are the ones who make it possible, all 65 of you. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But we're glad that you're sharing us with us in this great adventure. We appreciate everything that you've done to support us in your prayers, your gifts, uh, everything. We just, you know, ideas. So we thank you. And uh, we we we're wrapping up uh, this day, uh, this broadcast. And I I, I you know I, I'm just excited. I was nervous, like I said before, about doing the show and I extended it a little bit. But uh, we're just glad to be able to do this. Every time we get the chance to get on the air, it's more rewarding and more fulfilling for me. And I hope it's the same for you. And we're just glad. So uh, I played that I Shot the Sheriff uh, last week. I got his uh, new released documentary about Bob Marley. And I tell you, it was phenomenal. I learned so much more about Bob Marley than I, I didn't even know, you know. Wow, the guy was awesome. I, you know, that's one of the things. If I could could go back, I one of the things I would love to see. One of the things I love to do, I would love to have seen Bob Marley live in concert. That's one. I would love to have seen Earth, Wind, and Fire during the peak of their career in concert live. Now I've seen them several times, you know, since. But you know, I'm talking about with the original group with the the full horn section with all the you know, I, that's just one of the things and you know I, just so many things I wish I could have gone back to see and that was one of them but uh, that DVD documentary about Marley would be coming out on DVD soon uh, if you get a chance go out and listen to it so um, this week um, we'll be heading my, my faith the African Methodist Episcopal Church we will be celebrating our 49th uh, quadrennial general conference that we held. We hold every four years that we carry out the business of the church, and we elect our bishops. Uh, we assign our bishops to to uh, the Episcopal districts that they will be serving for the next four years or possibly the next eight years, depends on where how it is. And I'm looking forward to it. This uh, 
this year will be in Nashville, Tennessee, and we're Lord willing, we'll be heading out early next week and going about and taking care of the businesses of church. And I'm tasked to be part of the uh, uh, intercessory prayer team for the week, so I'll be, you know, standing in the gap for all of those who will be in presence from around the world. And it's exciting, you know. Uh, four years ago, we brought into we brought uh, several churches in from India into actional church and hopefully you know that church those churches are expanding opening new churches and they they did their annual conference and things like that it's it's wonderful it's just it's 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 wonderful to see the growth of the church particularly african methodism and if you're not aware uh african methodist episcopal church uh it is the oldest african american organization period in the states Started, uh, founded by Bishop Richard Allen uh, in the, the 18th century, um, former slave who fought his freedom um, and worked and preached. I mean, he, this guy was phenomenal. When I read about his biography, his autobiography, I'm like, wow. And those are the kind of leaders we're looking for again this year. You know, in, in this generation, we're looking for those kind of men who businessman, you know, he was a businessman, he was a pastor, he was a, he, you know, a church administrator, but he was so much more. He was a, a husband, a father. He was just a phenomenal man of God, and we celebrate his legacy uh, through the African Methodist Episcopal Church. So we'll be gathering, we'll be gathering in Nashville, and we'll be doing the work of the Lord and the work of the church. But it's interesting, you know, church folk. Uh, we we tend to be crazy at times. <laughs> Anytime there's a meeting with church folk, you know it's going to be interesting. So y'all pray for us as we gather. Uh, we're expecting to be about I uh, have about thirty four thousand people uh, just bombed Nashville. But uh, keep us in prayer, and, and we do about what we go about doing. You know, and and I I share this with people all the time. They're like, well, how you know how does the person uh, get a bishop, be a bishop in the Amy Church. Well, it's an election, you know, it's a worldwide election, and it's interesting. We have, uh, I think, about three or four slots that's open that will be available because our bishop, my my bishop, Karen Tyler Gridry, she's retiring, which means our district we we will be we will receive a new bishop um, next week. This is going to be interesting, and I'm part of the delegation that will be making you know soliciting uh, and praying about who. Uh, God will appoint and the church will appoint to serve as the uh, new bishop for the 8th Episcopal District that covers Louisiana and Mississippi. So that it's going to be a pretty interesting, interesting, interesting uh, general conference. And we're looking forward to what God may have us to do for the next four years to be a productive church, uh, particularly in the area of social action and social justice. Because the AME Church has historically taken leadership in those areas, and there's a conflict now, you know, uh, regarding this this uh, pivotal moment in American history regarding the rights of individuals with immigrants and with um, those uh, same-sex marriages. It's pretty, pretty. It's going to be a pretty, pretty interesting and pivotal moment in history. So we're looking forward to it. Again, uh, as we get ready to close out, I just want to say I appreciate you. I appreciate my listeners. I appreciate all of you. Uh, thank you so much for supporting what we do. We're glad. We hope that 
on to doing it. Hope to grow it as time allows or permits, but we're just going to keep it in God's hand and let him do what he does because he always does it best, and we're going to get out of the way. And we just want to make sure that everything we do is edifying to the body of Christ and to humanity and glorifying to God the Creator. So we're going to sign off on that note again. You can catch us every Wednesday this time at 11 Central. Catch any archive show. Any archive show you want to, you can catch it by logging on to blogtalkradio.com. Zero today, and you'll see a slew of the shows that we've done. You can read some of the articles by going to Lorenzo Neal dot uh, WordPress dot com. And um, however you do it, do it. Just do it for us and be glorified. Let God be glorified. Till that time, uh, it's time for us to go. But till next time, we meet again. This is Pastor Lorenzo Neal thanking you for two great years. And however it is for the next three, two, five, I know that's out of order. <laughs> well, however he has us to go, we're going to go and go in his grace. God bless you.